Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I'm excited. I have my new friend, Permelia Parham. And Permelia, sorry, is a fellow Canadian, which is uh, enough to make me tongue-tied because I don't get enough Canadians on the show. Not not um, that there's anything wrong with other guests, but I do like to talk to homegrown talent. So, Permelia, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, thank you, Jeff, and thank you so much for inviting me to your to your show today. Uh, so, I have a couple of hats. I do uh, I do some emotional healing through my company called Vibrational Healing. So I can help people release any emotions that are could be trapped in their subconscious using the modality called the body code. And I also have a, another company called the Healing Institute, which is a virtual global hub of holistic practitioners. And we are out to heal the world. I love that that mission. I love the energy around it. Let's jump in and talk about the Healing Institute first. So what inspired you to create the Healing Institute? Well, that's a great question. Uh, So I live on Vancouver Island, as I told you earlier, and I live in Parksville, which is kind of in the middle of the island. And it's actually internationally known that we have this energetic vortex right here. And so I was in lots of different um, healing, wellness shows, um, going to psychic fairs and things like that. And so I was looking around the town and wondering if I could have, if I should actually have a building of some kind where other practitioners could utilize it. Now, just to give everybody the the parameters, this was the fall of 2019. So we know what happened in 2020. And then I started to meet all these amazing practitioners all over the world as I was on these networking platforms. And it just blossomed into a virtual global hub for holistic practitioners. Because I really feel I was, I've been divinely guided to create this platform for people to be well and stay well. We're all on a health journey. And so whatever I can do to help people um, I, I'm there. And that's the reason I called it an institute, because I'm passionate about educating. I want people to be educated around health. And I want them to know that there's hope and that there's ways with our holistic practitioners of being well and staying well. I love that. And I think that's, you know, with COVID, there was a lot of um, myths and and misinformation and things like that. And I think 
um, people found, and, and that's, you know, I've done other podcasts, but I started the Global Wellness Podcast mm-hmm. um, just as a way of shining a light in the darkness and saying, you know, there are other resources out there. So um, let's talk about your journey. Um, you, you mentioned that you were divinely guided. So um, what does the Healing Institute look like today? We are, um, I have a website, um, and we are looking at the practitioners. There's, I created five different categories. So emotional healing, energy healing, integrated healing therapies, and coaching. So people going into the website would be able to go into those categories, find a modality that they might be interested. Maybe they've never used it before. And when you click on the modality, then the practitioners that actually have that modality pop up and then you can connect with the practitioner. So there's a couple of different ways. We also have a search bar. So if you're having an issue with stress or sleep, um, you can just type those words in sleep, let's say, um, and then the practitioners that will help you with sleep, um, their profiles prop up. So every practitioner's got a profile. Every practitioner has a complimentary session of some kind because I didn't want clients coming to the website and then having to make a decision right away if they weren't quite sure what kind of modality, what they wanted to explore. I didn't want them to having to make a decision that had to pay for something right away. So all of the practitioners have, as I mentioned, a complimentary session or discovery call. So you can have a chat with them and find out they, most of the practitioners have more than one modality. So you want to have a chat and, and make sure that you're starting with the modality that's going to work for you. The other thing, Jeff, is that all, we are a community of practitioners. And we really truly believe in the clients as a whole person. So for the client, it's great. It's one-stop shopping. But let's say the client came to the website and they thought, oh, body code work, which is what I do. Um, isn't that interesting? Maybe I'll pop on um, Permelia's profile and I'll connect with her. So if I did a session with this person and I went, oh, yes, but they really could utilize um, another practitioner who who um, does breathing and can help this person with their stress or another practitioner who who has um, does heart math, um, another practitioner who's a registered clinical counselor, maybe they need that, then we as the practitioners put together a plan for the client and give it back to the client. So we're looking at the whole client and we're looking at also the, the root cause. Why does, why does this client experiencing stress? Why are they not able to sleep? So they're not just coming, um, we're not looking at a symptom. And I think that's what has happened over the years with our mainstream medical um, ways of doing things is that really, you know, we, and this is how we were raised, you know, something was going wrong with you, you weren't feeling well, you went to the doctor, the doctor prescribed something. But now with as much information that is out there about different ways to be well and stay well from a holistic point of view, I think that this is perfect timing now. I love that. And I think the holistic approach, um, th- that was one of my challenges when you, you know, look at modern medicine and, you know, again, they're doing the best they can with system constraints and things like that. But it's a lot of, um, you know, take this pill and hopefully that fixes that problem. You know, it's kind of 
watching and and hoping that you know something random doesn't pop up that causes another problem like it's um especially when it comes to mental health and and wellness mm -hmm. um there was a lot of um you know i had some issues with a concussion and you know i said to one of my my many 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 doctors that happened to be a neurologist I said, no offense, but I feel a lot like a lab rat because they'd be like, oh, let's try this and see what happens. And I recognize that, you know, that's the way some of this stuff works. But <clears throat> it's also nice to know that there are people out there who are looking at the human as a whole rather than just as as an individual symptom or disease or disorder. Yes, and, and so I, I truly believe, as you said, the whole holistic way of being well um, is blossomed, and it definitely has blossomed online. And so that's what, you know, why I knew it was timely, um, and also knew that I need to do something a bit bigger than a building on Vancouver Island um, <laughs> in order to reach more people. And so, yeah, so we are, we are spreading out to a number of countries right now we're in four countries uh, with 10 practitioners but my vision is to be in over 12 countries and have over 200 practitioners at minimum to um, be able to be available for people i love it well let's talk about the two sides of this because um what i'm hearing and um whether you would use this label or not um, I'm hearing that you're a bit of a connector like myself. Um, so I, I'm feeling like there's the one side, it's that practitioner. Um, so let's talk about why a practitioner would join you. And then we'll talk about the the personal wellness piece. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I'm a practitioner and I have a company, but I'm always looking for more clients. And I can the work that I can do, and I think a lot of practitioners realized that the work that they could do, they could do it over Zoom or do it over the phone because we all had to kind of pivot for, for want of a better word when COVID hit. And so um, I had never done any of my sessions over, the, over Zoom or over the phone. Um, I'd always had clients in person, but I was very grateful that I didn't have to close down my company because the work that I do is energy and it reaches to every anybody throughout the globe so i was very very um blessed that i i was able to continue my company and so by looking at that and realizing that we do have uh, practitioners everywhere and so why not have more practitioners that are reaching different different areas and different parts of the world um, because it might make more sense as a client coming to the Healing Institute that you might connect with somebody on the East Coast of North America if you are in England or you're, you're um, in Germany or you're in South Africa. And so we really want to make sure that we're, we're available for people that um, connect with us. So looking at the, uh, and then being on, uh, being on a number of networking platforms, that's where I met my practitioners um, and they were looking at expanding their businesses and doing it um, from an online point of view. Okay. And from a practitioner's point of view, is there a, a financial investment to be part of your world? What, what does that look like? Just because um, somebody's going to ask me and I'm going to say, I don't know. So, 
<laughs> well, that's a great question. And yes, um, it's a membership-based um, hub for practitioners. So we are an international company. So we everything is in uh, US dollars because we recognize that's international currency. So all of the price points that are in the website under each one of the practitioners and what they charge for their sessions, that's all US dollars. And we, um, you know, and so I, practitioners would pay. Um, there's two, two ways that they would pay a membership, either monthly, which is 125 US or a six month membership for 600. And that way, what they're gonna get then is they're gonna get that farther reach of um, all the marketing that we're doing. Uh, we have a, a, a very comprehensive marketing plan and we're now rolling that out into the strategy. So we're making sure that people know uh, that we um, exist and that these practitioners are available for them. Let's um, transition over to the, I call them the seekers, those who are looking for wellness. Um, what does that look like and, and how does somebody learn more about becoming part of that, uh, the wellness program? Well, we are now um, in the marketing phase where we we are reaching um, so people can find us. We've had enough. We, we've got some really good numbers for the for people coming to the website views um, in the last six or last three months over five thousand views, kind of like sixty some views a day, um, and so people coming now to the website. Uh, we've added a few extra things just recently so they can subscribe to a newsletter that comes out every second, every two weeks. Um, they can also, as I mentioned earlier, go into the search bar. So if there's something specific that they're looking for uh, help, help with, then whatever that is, the practitioners that deal with that. Um, or if they scroll down just a little bit farther on the first page of the website, it'll come up with all those different categories and then the modalities that are in each category. So again, they've got one-stop shopping for all of the practitioners that are on the website. I love it. Now, you mentioned that you're in, I think you said four countries. Mm -hmm. um, what are those countries again? Uh, we're in Canada, the U.S., uh, South Africa, and Ireland right now. Wow, that's a, a nice spread. I know, believe it or not, I know some people in um, Ireland and I have some people in my network in South Africa so it's a yes. it's a sm small world when you get into the online <laughs> online healing space um, mm -hmm. well let's talk about your particular modality so let's talk about what kind of healing you do and what basically what would lead somebody to raise their hand and say I need to work with you specifically so the modality that I work with mainly is called the body code, um, or some people have heard of it as the emotion code. Um, it was created by Dr. Bradley Nelson. He was a chiropractor for many years. And when he started to investigate why his patients would go away and come back, he realized that it was more than just physical, that it had to be emotional. And he's a very spiritual man. He did a lot of meditating, praying around, okay, what is going on here? And what he realized was that we have these trapped emotions um, stuck in the subconscious. 
Now, again, that's not some of our education that we're taught that our conscious brain um, is only really five to 10% of what's going on with us. And the rest is in our subconscious. We, we've, been, we've been raised that it's all up here. It's all the conscious brain. So once you realize that, hey, there could be emotions that you might have inherited, you might have absorbed. Uh, there's one that's called prenatal, which was something was going on with your mother when she was pregnant with you and you got the trapped emotion. I never think that's fair, but that's one of the trapped <laughs> emotions. Um, there could be a heart wall where, you know, we have a, a protection, an invis obviously invisible protection that the subconscious puts up around our heart, but those trapped emotions get stuck then there's issues with um, and challenges with relationships and even success in life. So those are the different types of emotions. Um, you could prep trapped emotions, inherited as well, which could go back many generations. And I often look at two and three generations because we've been raised by grandparents who went through the war and the depression parents, some of our parents, um, you know, some of our, our parents fought in the Second World War. My father, for example, he was in the Canadian Navy um, and he was a British subject. So he went and joined as a boy seaman in the British Navy and then transferred to the Canadian Navy. And then in the 50s got sent to um, to the Korean conflict, which that's what how, how they call it now, um, yeah. twice. So there's a lot of that, those emotions that those those generations didn't, they didn't talk about. It wasn't, it wasn't right to talk about. You just stuffed them down. Well, if we've inherited them um, from our ancestors, then they, that's when they're going to manifest into dis-ease. And so we really need to look at what those are. And that's the work that I do is, um, depending on what the client wants to work on, if they want to work on physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual issue, um, then we look at these emotions that could be stuck in or trapped. Dr. Brad calls them trapped in the subconscious. And we have a process that we go through where we release them out of the subconscious. Now, most, just about all of my clients either want to have a nap after we've released these balls of negative energy. Sometimes after 20 minutes or half an hour, you might have 20 of these balls of negative energy um, that are released out of your body as well as your subconscious, um, or they feel tingly or they feel lighter. Um, so those are some of the results from um, doing the body code work with me. I also have a couple of other modalities that I work with that I was taught uh, over 20 years ago when I was studying under my teacher when I lived in Edmonton, Alberta. And um, one is releasing these beliefs. Now we get raised with limiting beliefs or beliefs that are could be can be limiting to us. And we need to re-examine them and go, okay, well, this doesn't fit for me now that I'm an adult. Um, so there's a process I take people through um, to, um, to release that belief, but also to to incorporate a new belief. And then I have another session that I do for people who believe in past lifetimes, not everybody does, but if you do, we sometimes bring that energy from that past lifetime into this lifetime. So if it's negative energy, then we don't want to have it in this lifetime. We want it, we want to release it. I love that. And I think, you know, it's, you, you use the phrase, this doesn't fit anymore. And I think that's, one of the challenges people think, you know, whether whatever the energy is, they think I picked this up, I need to carry it. And sometimes 
in in my world, it's as simple as, you know, I'm going to set this down. I'm going to let this be. And I think that makes a big difference in a lot of ways when you can let things go and, and choose to carry them or not carry them. Is that a fair Absolutely. comment? In, Absolutely. In yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And I believe that we always need to be curious. We always need to be asking questions about, well, why am I not feeling well? It could be that you're emotionally not feeling well or you're physically not feeling well. And the work that I've done over the years, I know that when you're emotionally not feeling well, that can turn into physically not feeling well. And so you have to say, okay, well, why is this happening? what happened? You know, why all of a sudden now? Um, and you may have a thought that's going through your mind again and again and again. Maybe it was a, a an abuse or something that happened when you were younger, um, could, could have been an event. Um, and if that's what's happening, then yes, it's not fitting for you anymore. So you really need to get rid of it. <laughs> and I do like that, um, you know, the, the, the visual of does it fit because i think a lot of people they just assume that this is the way it is and this is how you know i i was raised and therefore i'm stuck with it um you know one of my comments i'm not a big fan of of traditional therapy where you just sit and talk about your childhood because at some point you're just reliving whatever trauma was there um, I like the freedom of choosing, do I continue to carry this? Yes, it's very important to do that and to always be asking yourself, um, is there a, a reason that I'm hanging on to this, especially if it's in interfering with your health. So you want to always be um, asking that question about, is this really something I need or is this something that was passed down to me? Um, and I'll give you an example. So my grandmother, um, that I'm actually named after. So we, we're, we're quite, I mean, she's no longer with us physically, but we're very, we're very connected. She, I grew up with her, this, she was very vocal and about the fact that anybody who was wealthy was guilt, was greedy. So that's how I was raised all through my young childhood up until I got into my twenties. And then I was like, you know what? I'm meeting some people that are very wealthy. And they're not greedy, like they're, <laughs> they're very generous with their money and their selves and what they can do. So I had to really rethink that. Okay, so that was a belief that I had been raised with, but as an adult, it didn't fit for me anymore. So that's just a, an example, a small example of how we need to rethink those beliefs that were raised. And it's not just our family, it's society's um ha has a lot of input um even friends um that that we've grown up with um so yeah it's always a good idea to be be, be curious and ask questions <laughs> and a friend of mine he teaches that you know we have a this conditioning that we just accept and we don't ever stop and ask you know is this mine to carry and you know, just as an example, if we talk about your grandmother, um, the world she lived in literally doesn't exist. I mean, I, I can't fathom going back, you know, to my childhood and, and how simple things were. And, you know, I talked to my kids about when I was a kid, we'd lay outside and we'd watch the clouds and we'd look for shapes. And they're like, that's so boring. Can we go play a video game? <laughs> 
<laughs> and we didn't have those in the, when we were growing up. And you're right. Watching you know, was what you did yeah. when you didn't have video games. My grandmother's uh, world doesn't exist anymore. I mean, my grandparents lived in northern Alberta in Thornhill. You might recognize that. Yeah. That small center and um they my grandmother her very first home was a sod hut so you know there is no way anybody's going to live in a sod hut now um Not and on so she she only had yes, only she only had the parameters of um her own existence and and her own beliefs so um, I'm sure she was trying to instill certain things in me to not be greedy um, yep. but you know you have you have to you have to always re-examine what those are. And and I think that's the thing. We as children, and I want your opinion on this because I'm I'm fascinated by it. Um, as children, we learn things that are absolute lessons, you know, and, and we know it was certainty, but it's like the the irony is we learned it as a child, you know did we get the tools to fully interpret the lesson that we thought we were learning? Well, that's a great question. And um, I mean, certainly I grew up in the fifties and the sixties as a child. Um, so I, I don't believe I got the lessons that my parents and grandparents wanted me to, that they thought that I needed. Yeah. Um, but it, that weren't necessarily the lessons as I became an adult that I realized were going to serve me well. And I can't help but think, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people, they're they're seeking something external. Um, just that ability to choose the lessons you've learned. And, and that's the beautiful thing about memory. I mean, we all think that the way we remember a thing is how it absolutely 100% happened. But it's just that slight little bit of perspective. If you're off, you know, a degree or two, you're going to see different things. So how does that yeah, ask your siblings? <laughs> they usually remember something quite a little bit different of the same event or that. Happened. Yeah. And, and that's, I hear people that are like, Oh, it was the worst moment ever. And then somebody's like, really, it was the best moment ever for me. <laughs> like it's, I love that. So let's talk about what that does for people when they realize like I, I want to hear about the aha moments because I'm guessing when people come to you they feel that disease and you know they feel kind of trapped and then I'm guessing there's a moment where they they sort of discover a certain level of freedom is that fair yes absolutely uh, and oftentimes these emotions now Dr. Bradley Nelson is brilliant so he came up a with a chart of 60 trapped emotions that we use in our sessions. Um, and he, he knew that he wanted to have more than just himself be doing this. So he's trained, uh, it's an online course that you take and he's trained practitioners like myself all over the world. So the chart is divided into two columns and six rows. And so when you're, we muscle test to find out um, where, which emotions need to be released. Um, and so when you get into that block, there's only five there. So it, it's quite fast. We can do it quite fast. Oftentimes I find with my clients, the, the emotion it's been there, but I've now we've brought it out of the subconscious into the conscious brain. And so now they can make a rationalized decision about, Oh, 
okay, well, all right, I remember feeling that anxiety or panic um, or fear, uh, whatever it is, the emotion that comes up for them. Um, I remember feeling that. It, and then when we find out what age they were, when that emotion got trapped in their subconscious, it could be around an event. Now, that's all we need to know. We don't, uh, you know, it's not talk therapy. So they don't have to remember. And if they don't remember, that's fine. Um, but we still release it from that age. So we release it out of the subconscious. And then we find what age it was. We release it from that age because it's all energy. And so energetically, we don't want to keep any of that emotion around. And oftentimes that's when consciously they go, oh, right, okay. As a matter of fact, I do remember that incident. I remember feeling, you know, I was going into grade seven and uh, I was going to a new school and I didn't know anybody. And I had all this anxiety and fear that I wasn't gonna be liked. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that do, they do remember and they realize that's when that, that emotion got trapped. And so once we've released it, um, and not to say that once you release it, it's gone. Sometimes there's layers. I use the analogy of an onion. So oftentimes we have to get those top layers uh, released before we can actually get to the layers that need healing. But it gives them a, a new perspective as to where that emotion came from. And I think that's why they feel so much lighter and oftentimes very tingly. Their bodies will feel very tingly. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love the, uh, you said some of them, they feel at the end, it's uh, time for a nap. I think. Oh. Uh... <laughs> yes. I'll often say that. I think you might have a nap when you were finished this session. <laughs> I, I love it. Now <clears throat> I could talk about this for a long time because I, I find this fascinating. Um, but I think it is something, you know, I've talked to people who dismiss these things and say, Oh, that's, but you know, I'm fascinated because I'm I'm a science guy, and when I look at what you're doing, the neuroscience makes sense to me because there's the rational part of the brain where we we think and we make decisions, or sorry, we don't make decisions, but we think and we process. Mm -hmm. And then there's that emotional part of the brain where we make decisions and we we don't necessarily recognize that you know, one controls the other often, you know, to our detriment. I mean, I would guarantee you show any human being today a picture of a saber toothed tiger and we have this abnormal fear of the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but our rational brain can look at it and go, um, they're extinct, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we still have that fight or flight, um, that we were gifted with because yeah. we needed it back in those days. Um, and I love science too, and I love to understand the science behind this. And so when I, um, I'm looking at uh, so uh, something that's going on in the brain and we find the amygdala, which is the gland that secretes the cortisol um, that gives us that fight or flight, um, yeah. I really like to know all of that. And I like to explain that to my clients. So this is really what's happening. So if they can understand that it's coming from a neuroscience way or from a something that's being processed in their brain, that's easier for them, I believe, to really accept, oh, well, then really, I don't need this emotion anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. 
Well, and and the the reality is it's freeing to choose the emotions. And and again, um, I'm going to share something with you. I don't know that I've shared with my audience. Um, I was working with a a holistic healer um, in April when my father passed. And I realized, you know, and, and it was just a lot of people have told me I'm grieving wrong, which which is fascinating. Um, but I realized that I had a choice how I perceived the death of my father. And what I, I realized was that it wasn't him. He wasn't the type of person to be sad and, and you know, mournful. And so I chose whenever I thought about him, I chose to remember the happy times. Yeah, I don't and, think there's a, I don't think people can say you're grieving wrong. Everybody grieves a different way. And for <laughs> you to remember the happy times with your father, that I, I, I think that's just beautiful. I think that's wonderful because well, I'm sure your father wouldn't want you to be gloomy and doomy. I mean, yes, you're going to miss the physical person. Yeah. Um, and I miss my parents who are no longer physically here, but I, you know, I still remember, um, remember them and their good traits and how they supported me and how they raised me and so those memories are beautiful They're, those memories are joyful and 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 wonderful memories and and I believe you should have those yeah well and and interestingly you know I can't feel sad at the passing of my father anymore and and I'm okay with that like I'm mm -hmm. really happy with it because I have now chosen enough times and, and I think our our brains, you know, as, as weird and mysterious as they seem sometimes, you know, they build these patterns and pathways that serve us best. And now it's, um, you know, whenever I think about my father, I remember the good times and I smile and I think back to, you know, those those happy times and um, you know, it, it was a choice and I didn't believe in it, but I'm glad that I learned that power mm -hmm. of it because, you know, again, it's, we are conscious human beings and we have that higher level of thinking. Um, we have a choice in how we respond to our environment. Absolutely. Yes. Always. We always have a choice. Awesome. Now I could talk to you all day because you are uh, fascinating, of course, but I know we, our time is going to run out. Um, first question, how can people connect with you and learn more about what you do? Uh, well, two ways. So through my company, Vibrational Healing, uh, the, the website is vibrationalhealing.ca. And you can also email me at Pramilia, my first name, at vibrationalhealing.ca. And then through the Institute, it's uh, info at the Healing Institute. I had to put dashes in between the and healing and institute.com. Um, so that's a little bit more complicated. But if you Google that, um, you'll find us. And uh, I could, uh, I, I believe that I, I sent all of that information to you. So if you were able to put that into the show notes, that would be great. Yes, I, I like to make life easy for my viewers and listeners. So we'll put it in the notes. 
Um, my final question of the day, this is one of my favorites. You're the expert at being Permelia, so you know Permelia inside out and sideways. Um, is there anything I should have asked you and we should have talked about that we haven't yet? Uh, well, one question would have been, how did I get started on this healing journey? Oh, let's go down that journey. <laughs> See, this is this is the the parting thought. So we've got as much time. How did you get started on this journey? Well, something that you mentioned earlier about going in and finding out what's going on for you inside. Uh, so 25-ish years ago, I was not in a happy place. And I'm really a pretty happy person overall. Um, and so I knew that I had to find out why I was unhappy. Now, I lived in Edmonton, where you live. I uh, had an event planning company, so I, I had a company, uh, wasn't anything to do with the healing, and but I was able to meet, I knew I needed to do some introspective work, and so I was very fortunate that I was introduced to this woman, that I ended up studying under her for eight years, and she was the one who gave me the language. She taught me about vibrational healing. She taught me about energy. She taught me about emotion. She taught me about realigning our belief system or healing past lifetime energy. And I'm so grateful to her for being able to teach me those modalities that I then incorporated them into who I was um, as a person. Still didn't, um, didn't, didn't start my company yet, even though my teacher, um, she said we were going to, when I was moving back to Vancouver Island from Edmonton, she was like, oh, you're going to do something like this out there. And I was <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm going to what? But because I had incorporated those into me and who I was, I was so much happier. And so um, I took a job here um, where I live um, at a resort and my coworkers commented one night after work about how um, I had looked after a couple of situations. And so I explained to them that I did it actually an energy balance before I came to work. And they were like, you do a what? <laughs> so I said, well, I, I balanced my chakras. <laughs> and they were like, oh my gosh, we need to know about this. So the next time I was up in Edmonton visiting my family, I made an appointment to see my teacher. And I said, well, your prediction's coming through. So now what do we do? And she just bit, basically gave me to whatever you've learned from me I just need you to pass that on to other people so I started teaching out of my home and then um, uh, all about uh, having your chakras in balance and realigning your belief systems and then uh, that's how that energy um, I got introduced to the emotion code and the body code. I love it well Permelia we'll have you back another time and we could deep dive on any one of those many, many things. But thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's always nice to have a fellow Canadian on the show. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. This has just really been um, a lovely experience. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you again. Thank you.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.